there's a something about the anointing on the anointed and then there, then there's there's words that are all in the air and whether they come from the enemy or from the lord you're supposed to have the spirit to discern that who's speaking to you um people will always come you say in the name of the lord but you have to trust the spirit of the person who's given the word and that word needs to come from god and you need to know that this person is reliable and hears and that's been put in your life to speak into your own life everybody be a witness of where i am right now so as i was finishing up isaiah 61 god began to show me something and he began to show me something about my life and the surroundings thereof and i want you to listen to this and i want you to take this in real close Every, everyone that is around you has one or two assignments, assist or lead. What I've learned is people try to assign themselves to places that they're not called to be. And people try to position themselves where they're not supposed to be. So I'll give you an example. God fed the people with manna from heaven, Israel. They got to the place and they said, we can't stand this detestable manner. They didn't want God's food. They wanted the world's food or earth's food. And I'm not here to balance what I'm saying. I'm not trying to say that either it's what you're doing is earthly or it's not. But um, it definitely needs to be um, clear that what you're seeking to eat is the appointed place that God has called you to eat. Let me give you an example. The disciples, when Jesus was coming to his end, he sent them out to find a place for them to eat. And that place that he called them to eat, to, to find from, he told them to go and you find a man with a dunk in time and you'll find another man with a pitcher of water and you tell him the Lord needs your place and we'll go there. Why am I bringing this up? This is Jesus. I would think he can go wherever he wants and eat whatever he wants at any time he wants, correct? There's a, a, probably a bunch of people that have received him and allowed him into their place. But Jesus was very specific about where he wanted to go at this time and place. Whose donkey he was going to ride, how he was going to come into town, very specific stuff. You understand what I'm saying? Show me a hand. Very specific. I'm coming to the realization in this season that the specifics of God are not to be toyed with. Does that make sense? Since God has called me to step out in things that he's called me to, I've been accused of a few things by people very close to me. Um, when I talked about what God is doing in my life, I was accused of bragging on myself and talking about how hot I am versus the goodness of God. It was very clear, I thought, 
that this is what God was doing in my life. Um, and then God reminded me of David and his brothers. God anointed David. He sent David forward to slope to slay Goliath. His brother said, where are your sheep? Why aren't you in the, in the field where you're supposed to be? What are you doing up here running your mouth? Who's keeping your sheep? Basically, stay in your place, sheep boy. Stay in your place. We're the ones with the, that the, the king has put the armor on. And even though we're running every time the giant comes out, still, we have the positions of authority and power. And who do you think you are to be stepping up into this place that God called you to step into? I need you to pay attention close to what I'm saying to you right now. Opposition comes with appointment and it's strategic. I've just watched over this week that God said to me, no matter what you do and how much you try to love on people, it will never be enough. They'll always want more. Because once you put yourself in a position where you need to be their provider, then they're going to continue to need you to provide. God gave them manna from heaven. They called it detestable manna. Hmm. Last week, we did Isaiah 61, which we're going back to. We're going to finish it off. The blessings of the Lord makes man truly rich, but he has no sorrows to him. But the issue is, when you begin to step into the things of God, it requires you to become something different than what you're used to. And as a result, you become different from what everybody is used to you being. And as a result, you receive rebuke or disdain or just indifference or lack of tolerance for those who don't feel the need to go where you're going. Are you bearing witness with me? Am I clear enough? So after being told that I was bragging on myself, God said to me, watch your critics, stick your eye on them right now. He said, and I want you to watch in the next couple of months what I do for you versus what I do for them and let the fruit speak for itself. Listen to what I'm speaking to you. He said, stop arguing with them and stop trying to defend yourself and stop trying to convince them that you love them or that you're not this or you're not trying to be that. The Bible says a blessed man in the definition of blessed is happy, fortunate, and to be envied. If you're seeking God to be blessed, you will be envied. If somebody envies you, that means they're not going to say the nicest things about you. If you fear the confrontation of being confronted for being blessed, then stop asking to be blessed because it goes with it. It's envy. It goes with blessing. I said, well, God, I, I received your word. Now, this is a couple of weeks ago. God, okay, I received this. This is people close to me telling me how I'm not lining up to their expectation of what God should be doing or what or what's going on in my life. Okay. So we get a notice that we've been nominated for an award and we win for um, Lehigh Valley, which is a very, very big, big business district. And so they say, you're gonna come to the ward and, you know, 
me and Lindsay are partners. They just want one person to come on stage. I'm the CEO. And of course, the relationship I have with the team. Not only that, I'm stepping into the place that God has called me to be. God told me to step in that place. I've stepped in it. Um, I went and got the award. And I really expected a typical award ceremony. They give you your little thing, your little plaque, and then you leave the stage. So I'm going to show you this. And yes, I want this in the message. So they gave this award. Uh, I'll read it because you probably can't read it on the glass. It says, uh, excellent micro business. Um, this is 2020 excellent in business award. And I said, well, God, that's nice. And took the pictures, got off the stage. Then they handed me some documentation, which I was not thinking it went any further than a piece of glass. The first one was from the United States Congress. And it's a certificate of special congressional recognition. Recognition. I said, oh, wow, this is a bit bigger than what I thought it was. Then they gave this declaration from the, the uh, seal of the Senate of Pennsylvania, and they gave this whole thing with our name on it. And this whole, I'm not reading all of that to you, it's a lot, but it has a lot of whereas, wherefores, where tos, now thereof, and so on. And they send it, they give us this with the seal on it. And I'm like, God, this is, you are going above and beyond the call of duty here. Now, I'm pretty emotional because I just was told that I'm bragging too much and, and God is saying, well, let me keep that happening because I'm just going to keep pouring on you regardless of what people say to you. If you walk with me and you seek to love me and you seek to do what I call you to do, I'm going to keep pouring on you regardless of what people say. It doesn't this line up with what we were going through last week in, in Isaiah 61. I'm going to pour out the blessings on you whether they like it or not, I'm going to do this thing. So I come back and I'll be like, wow, this is awesome. God, you are really showing me. And I'm, I'm, I'm really like emotional about it, but I'm, I'm, I'm cool right now. So, wow, God, you know, you're really showing me that regardless of what people say and what people's criticisms are, you are going to prove to me. He said, watch what I do with them and watch what I do with you and watch the difference between your life and theirs and watch how I keep ex exhorting you and how they stay on the same level watch what I do. I said, okay. So comes in the mail yesterday and they send another thing. And this is from the sale of the house of representatives of Pennsylvania. And they sent another decree. God is showing off. And while we're running around trying to make people like or understand us or make sure we exhort them and say something nice about them because after all, blah, 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 blah. I don't want too much attention on me. That nobody that's not called to be where you called to be is ever going to be satisfied with your effort. They're going to always need more from you. They're going to always want more from you. They're going to always expect more from you. They're always going to try to come to you and give you a word and try to tell you a word that ain't God's word, you know, to try to so-called humble you from what God is calling you to do. But the proof is God is showing that, listen, you follow me, you do what I say, and you walk with me, and I'll exhort you in due time. I'll exhort you. You don't need people to like or agree 
or stand with you in what I've called you to. You just need to walk in what I've called you to walk in. So in this season, as we read through last week in, in Isaiah 61, and, and, and you can give God a praise for that if you feel so inclined to do so, but God is showing, he is showing off. He's showing off on my behalf. And it's happening the more that I separate myself from folk and pay attention to him. Trying to please people will get you killed. You understand what I'm saying? Trying to please people will ruin your life. I'm going to put this in a message. I didn't plan to, but let me just do it. The moment of your life, the thing you worked hard for all your life, the moment of recognition, exaltation, everything, Denzel said it like this. At that high moment, your highest moment is when the enemy shows up. In his desire to please his wife, he went up there will and ruined his whole night and his reputation trying to please somebody. Are you understanding what that's about? Trying to please somebody else. He went up there and the moment that was his moment to be solidified as one of the greatest actors that ever lived, what's going to follow him for the rest of his life is you went up on stage and you slapped a man because your wife rolled her eyes at you. Why am I talking about that? Because that's us. We can point our finger at will. We can wag our head in shame and disgust. But we wind up messing up a lot of God's opportunities for us trying to please man. Can somebody bear witness with what I'm saying today? This is a very pointed conversation. I said to God, I'm tired of people. I'm tired of dealing with them. I just don't even want to have anything to do with them. And Jesus said, and I said, I feel bad about that. And the Lord spoke to me and said, have you read my Bible? Didn't I say to the disciples, how long must I suffer you? Didn't I say, oh, you're a little face said, I got to irritate with them too, because I thought they should be places that they had, wouldn't, had not yet or would not arrive. There are places that people are called to greatness. So when I see the Israel God has given me going around and around and around and around that same mountain, it's frustrating. It's irritating to the flesh. But the peace I have in it is God said to me, many are called, few are chosen. So when I read these scriptures to you, I want you to understand, even though they're for everybody, everybody's not going to get them. I'll see you in five years. And if you don't adhere, regardless of what anybody else thinks, you will be in the same place. That's why I believe most successful people are called a-holes. They're called that because they take on that, that attitude that I'm going to walk with God and I don't care what you think. And we, we, if you be honest, we want you to care what we think. People want you to be moved by their opinions or point of views, regardless of what God is doing or saying to your life. Your feelings and your emotions or other people's feelings or emotions will destroy your destiny. So I started out saying, which I won't say on the message, don't call me up giving me prophecies. If God hasn't anointed you or put you in a position as a prophet in my life, don't try to come to me because I'm going to shut you down. I'm going to tell you, you're not God and it ain't God and ain't nobody asked you to speak in the name of God. And it's a dangerous thing 
in the very end of the book of Revelations, he said, woe unto you who say God has said this and God has said that when God has not said. So I'm very careful about wanting to say God has said when God has not said. So let's, let's do this. Isaiah 61, sorry for the long intro speech, but it's, it's the word and it is what it is. We started from verse one last week. I'm not going to do all that again. Where we're going to pick up is where we left off. Um, he talked about the judgment that came on them because they turned. But he began talking about providing beauty for ashes and the oil of joy instead of mourning and a garment of praise and, 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 and instead of the spirit of despair. And they will be called the oak of righteousness and, and a planted tree of God for the display of his splendor. Now, he talked about this after all of they did, all that they did that brought them to ruins. And he's promising this kind of restoration if they would just submit. Are you with me? Are you with me? God said, if you just submit to what I'm calling you to do, this is the, this is the reparations for you getting out of line. Get back in line and I will fix these things. So now going on to that. Going to verse, let me see. I'm going to start at verse five. No, no for, for it to make sense, I need to start at four. So this is the promise he's saying if you would repent. They will rebuild the ancient ruins and restore the, the places of, that are long devastated. They will renew the ruined cities. They have been devastated for generations. This is talking about the church today. Look at it. It's been devastated for a long time. Strangers will shepherd your flocks. Foreigners will work in your fields and vineyards. And you will be called priests of the Lord. And you will be named ministers of God. And you will feed on the wealth of nations. And in their riches, you will boast. That's right there. Right there. God said it. In their riches, you will boast. So when I'm boasting about what God is doing for my life, I'm boasting on the riches of the nation that God, this is the nation, recognition, and more stuff that's on the table that I'm not even going to talk to you about, but it's powerful. But listen to this. Next verse. Instead of your shame, you will receive a double portion, and instead, and instead of disgrace, you will rejoice in your inheritance. Saints, for the put-downs, for the shames, for the ridicule, for the finger-pointings, for the judgments and the critical points of view from everybody else, if you stay on path with God, he said, for all of that, sevenfold glory. I'm telling you right now, right now, I'm expecting my sevenfold glory. I'm telling you right now, this is the promise of God. This is what God does, but you have to not care what anybody else thinks. You better know you heard from God and then you better pursue it. And then everybody else's opinion is going to be their opinion. But whose report shall you believe? You should, you're supposed to receive the report of the Lord. And that is why most of us, including myself for the longest time, 
couldn't step into real greatness. We step into, you know, God supporting us and taking care of us, but not into that great place because we need those who are in the circle we're in to say yes to us for us to feel okay. You got to get used to David's brother saying, where are your sheep? Aren't you supposed to be tending the flock? What are you doing here with your slingshot and stuff? This, this kind of stuff, they don't want to hear about your bear that you slayed and your lion that you took down. They don't want to hear about what God, how God did this for you. They want to put you in a place where the sevenfold glory that you ought to receive will never manifest. Listen, I'm not saying they're evil and intentional. It doesn't matter. I don't care if they have the best intentions in the world. If their advice for you is not God-led, you're setting yourself up to miss out on the move of God. I brought up this event for a reason. I won't keep talking about it. But this was after me going through heavy contemplation about things that were said to me, even that night that was said to me to make me question my heart and my integrity. I said, God, but you just keep showing off on my behalf. You just keep doing it. No matter who says what, you just keep doing it. People will try to make you shame of what you've achieved. So you know what you do? Put yourself around people who achieved more than you because they're not intimidated by your success. They're looking at that saying, well, that's nice. Well, how do we get you to the next level? Because this is something else. And that night at this event, that's what I was confronted with. Everybody came over to me. I didn't go over to seek no one. They came to me. They sought me out. They came and said, congratulations. We need to talk. I like to do business with you. You know, and, and, and it's like, wow, God. Lindsay said this um, not too long ago. She hasn't had to make a sales call in two years. People seek us out when we walk with God. People seek us out when we walk with God. People seek us out when we walk with God. I'm going to say that one more time. People seek us out when we walk with God. But when you walk with people, you wind up where people go. There's a place for people and there's a place for God. And I'm learning that our place is best served when we stop seeking the approval of people and we walk with God big. I'm telling you, I'm just showing you this and I'm not going to get into it. So much happened that night. Not without the enemy poking his head up, but so much happened that night for God to say to me, I'm with you. Don't second guess. Somebody say, God's with me. I won't second guess. Amen. Say that from your heart like you mean it. Say it one more time. God's with me. I won't second guess. Say, I will not let a person, a loved one, lead me astray when I hear God. Is that a good one? So watch this. Verse seven again, instead of your shame, you receive a double portion. Instead of disgrace, you will rejoice in your inheritance. And you will inherit a double portion in your land and everything 
and everlasting joy will be yours. Why? Next verse. For I, the Lord, love justice. I hate robbery and wrongdoing. In my faithfulness, I will reward my people and make an everlasting covenant with them. God's covenant is from everlasting to everlasting. How many of you would admit that we're not living in the level of blessings that we know based on this word God wants us to have? We know that we're not receiving everything God has called us to. So then what's the hold up? And our lying mind will say, in God's time, it'll happen. And God's like, no, my time, I don't, I'm not on a clock like you. Season for God is not what to spring, summer, and four. It's times it takes for him to give you the word for you to step into the place of the word. That's a season. Did you hear what I just said? It's not three months. It's, it's from the time you heard the word for the time for you to line up with the word. That's your season. That's why they walked around for 40 years, because it took 40 years for all of the old people to die off for that season to pass. That was a 40-year season. But then there are those seasons when God says, move, and you move when he tells you to move, and the response is instantaneous, and then that's a season. Are you understanding this? So you decide how long your seasons are and how long it takes for God to move in your life. You decide. But you also have to decide that if you're surrounding yourself with people that don't want to move, you have to remove them or allow God to or ask God to remove them from your life. You have to begin to say, God, show me what I need to do and what weight, cast aside every weight and the sin that easily besets me. So it's the sin and is the weight. And the weight sometimes is those that you really want to take with you because you've decreed in yourself it is your job to save them. It is not your job to save them. And that's the reality I've come to. It's God's job to save his people, as he's promising in his word, is not mine. I don't care if it's family, friends, close friends, years, ages. I don't care. Listen, say this right now from your heart. I owe no one nothing but to love them. Say it again. I owe no one nothing but to love them. Well, how do you do that? By continuing to put them back in the hands of God. That's how you love them. You give them back to God. And when they climb back in your thing, you push them back to God. I'm not, I'm not your keeper. God is. I'm only here to give you the word of God, and then I'm here to let you go do your thing. This is important stuff. So let's, let's wrap this up. The Lord said he loves justice. He loves when you win. He loves when things go the way it's supposed to go, when you get your due. He hates robbery. He hates when somebody tries to steal from you. And he hates when and somebody stealing from you is not your stuff. It's your spiritual position in your place. He hates robbery and wrongdoing. In my faithfulness, I will reward my people. Did you see that? In my faithfulness, I will reward my people. God is looking to reward you and make an everlasting covenant with them. Their descendants will be known amongst the nations and their offsprings amongst the people. All who see them will acknowledge that they are a people of the Lord and are blessed. I don't know about you, but I claimed that wholeheartedly. And 
again, won't go more into that night, but boy, it was clear. I was there with a, one man who was re- receiving his award. He received the biggest award of the night. He owned like around 20 car dealerships. And this man is wealthy generationally. And this person was on the same stage with me receiving a reward. And I said, God, I hear you. And then when the, the CEO of the event walked over to me and said to me, wow, you're so eloquent. Your speech was, was powerful. You know, and he's just looking at me with this look of like this awe. I didn't think I said that much. I really didn't. I was off in less than a minute and a half. But God said, but my anointing is on you that no matter what you say, it's anointed. You could have got up there and said, Mary had a little lamb and they would have been like, oh my God. One thing I will bring up, I did do, and I felt led to do it. Several people received their award before me. When I got to get mine, I said, I just want to make, I just want to say this. I said, it's Pennsylvania, so it should be okay. Um, You know, trying to make a joke that it's a red state. Uh, I want to say, I thank God. And the people applauded. Um, And after that, other people felt free. They got felt free to get up on stage and say, I want to thank God. You know, I want to follow what he said. I want to thank God. And I said, God, and that's where you put me here. You give me this opportunity because I'm not going to apologize for my walk or my faith to anyone. That's what this means. When the people will see you, they will call you blessed. Um, last two verses. I delight greatly in the Lord. That's come on, y'all. This should be your this should be your proclamation right here. I delight greatly in the Lord. My soul rejoices in my God. For he has clothed me with he have clothed me with the garments of salvation and arrayed me in a robe of, of his righteousness. As a bridegroom adorns his head like a priest, and the bride adorns herself with her jewels. For as the soil makes the sprouts come up and the garden causes the seed to grow, so the sovereign Lord will make his righteousness and praise spring up before all nations. How? Through you, his children, through those of you who walk in that greatness, for those of you who acknowledge that you are his jewel, you are his crown, and he's going to show his glory through you. Are you listening to me? God wants to show his glory through you. No, no, no. I'm going to make sure you understand this. Not, oh, wow, look at this and look at the weather. That No, 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 no. He wants to show his glory through you. Don't you want to show off through your kids? God wants to show off through you. That's why every time your kids do something a little bit great, you're so proud. Because you didn't do it. It's a reflection of you. When your kids turn out right, and when they turn out wrong, you also consider that a reflection of you. And so God is saying, when you get out there and you succeed, I brag about the success of of Markel because I raised him and I put seed in him. And those of you who are part of this family that have gone on to do great things, I'm proud of you. And I tell you, I'm proud of you because 
you're a reflection of me. And then I see people's kids or niece and nephews or whatever who've been influenced by them into what they're called to be. And I say, God, this is this is more seed of mine. When I look at Joseph and Caleb and I know what I put in, in, in their dad and what he passes to them and what their mother passed to them. I look at that and I go, I had the opportunity to seed something into them that they turn around and seed it into their kids. I know one thing that a lot of people from church learned from me that I got from God that I see across the board. For those of you on here, how many of you tell your kids or your nieces and nephews or grandkids, you're geniuses, you're great, you're smart, and you learn that from JCMI? I expect great things from you. And this is the thing I'm telling you. I say you learn it from JCMI, I'm trying to be humble. JCMI don't speak. God speaks through me, not through the building. You learn it from me. And I got it from God and I gave it to you. And so now you look at your kids. When you hear me say about Mark, I know he's very strong and he's very pushy, but I don't want to break that in him. I just want to guide it. I don't want to take that from him because that's what makes him him. Well, sometimes it blows up in my face, but still, this is who I raised. And in the areas that he does that in his business and everything else, he excels. God has called you to be his representation. He wants to be proud of you. He wants to look at your accomplishments and say, see, look what I did with my boy. That's what my boy does. And that's why with the whole Job thing, Satan came when he found some chinks in Job's armor to say to God, well, really, is he really that good? Well, well I bet if you do this, he wanna, because he acknowledged that you're boasting on your child. I'm gonna tell you something. When God begins to boast on you, the enemy don't like it. And the enemy will raise up as many people that hears his voice to not like it too. And they're going to have something to say about it. But as fast as it rolls up the criticism, God said, I'm going to have the nations. See, I don't think you got this when I was reading this scripture to you. And the nations should call you blessed. This is the government. Okay. This is the nation's calling me blessed. Are you understanding this? This is the, a decree from the government, from the state saying you are blessed. You see the seal? The nations will call you blessed. I, I, I said, I'm reading the scripture, God. I don't think they're hearing it. The nations, I don't need the people to say it anymore. The nations are saying it. The nations are saying it. This is what it is. And this is what you're called to do. You want to walk in all that God has for you? Let go of people and their opinions and stop taking opinions from people that ain't doing what you called to do or ain't doing nothing close to what you've even done so far. Just stop. But I would be disappointed if you did this. I don't care what you would be. When, when is the last time you paid a bill of mine even? I'm not even talking about a bill bill, like a, a phone bill. Why do you matter? Why do they matter to you when God is calling you to be something else. Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. You're not going to ever please people. No matter what you do, it ain't going to be enough. And if you break your behind to please them, they're going to say, please me some more. Because they're going to get used to you pleasing them.
please God, please God, and only God. And if you do, God would exalt you. He would make a table for you in the presence of your enemies. He would exalt you for those who oppose you. And he said, in any tongue that rises against you, you will show them wrong. He said that. God wants to make you a blessing that the nations see. And in this season of my life, he's begun that for me. And I'm honored. I'm humbled. The position that was offered to me, which I didn't say yes to because I said I need to hear from God, was a powerful position. And I, I didn't realize how powerful it was until all these awards came. And I said, I see what you're doing, Father. But I need to know what you're doing in this season. Not The, the awards are not the thing. These awards represent God speaking to me, not the paper it's written on or the people who send it to me. The scripture said he would exhort me in front of nations. God showed me that that's begun. What are you going to let God do with you? Or are you going to still keep trying to make everybody like you and agree with you and get along with you and be your friend? And you know, I'm, I'm reselecting my people in this season because God has reselected them for me and I'm having to go along with him and agree. That don't mean that I'm better than the people before, but it means that, well, it might mean I'm better than them. I don't know what that means, but it does mean that I'm in a different season, in a different state, in a different place. And where I'm called to walk at this season, a lot of folk are not gonna be able to walk with me because they haven't done the work. They haven't put in the homework. They haven't put in the lay work. They haven't made the sacrifice and they haven't shut down their flesh enough so that God can do great things in their spirit. Not saying that I've accomplished this, not saying that I've achieved it, but this one thing I do, forgetting the past behind and pressing forward to the high calling, that mark, that's what I'm looking for. I pray that you join me. This is the season of God's greatness. I thank you, and I hope you were blessed by the message in Jesus' name, and amen.